You're listening to Bizarre Buffet, a podcast of all-you-can-eat weird. I'm your host, Mark Toriello. I'm Jen Wilson. And I'm Mark Blusine. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. And perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. When we first went in, one of the people said, Who are you? And Tex said, I'm the devil and I'm here to do the devil's business. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello out there. Hey, everybody. Hey, guys. Hey. How are, okay, I want to take a moment to ask all of you, how is everybody? I can't hear your responses, but like you can reply later on um, <laughs> in, an Instagram post. In the Facebook world. In the Facebook world on Instagram. Um, <laughs> or send us carrier pigeons. Yes, carrier pigeons. We're fans. Smoke signals. That's How right. was your Christmas? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Tell us what you got holidays. for Christmas, what your boyfriend gave you since, you know. We really don't care what you got. We really don't care what you got. We really don't give a shit. Before we started this episode, we were all talking about how we don't really like the holidays. No. No. Um, overrated. And it's just like the pressure for... What is it, 24 hours? Yeah, it's so much pressure, right? And then I hope a lot of people um, can relate to this, you know, just makes you feel like shit a lot of times. Well, it's it's funny because then you see, like, people post the pictures on Facebook and you're like, wow, they are rich because they live in mansions. And where, yeah. like, and the whole family wears matching pajamas yeah. in front of, like, a huge 12 foot christmas tree <laughs> they're gonna say huge 12 foot something else like it's a weird family I, I was saying, <laughs> so um i saw on instagram today somebody posted a video of their daughter and the all all she wanted for christmas was this toy and it was an animatronic um flamingo okay and then you it came with a toilet and then like you literally <laughs> sat it on the toilet and it like shit <laughs> What did it but shit? I don't know. I think it just, all I just saw was Sprinkle. like Sprinkle. She, she fed the flamingo, okay. put it on the table, and then and the table, the toilet. But then it's like throat was like moving around in a circle oh, that's what? and was like circularling down yeah. like to its stomach and then yeah. Well like these what? kids' toys are weird. so weird. Like my niece, she got this like toy kit for Christmas and oh, it dissolves in kit. water. Yeah. So it's like a doll that's in this like Oh, the aren't they called like LOL dolls? Yeah. Yeah. It's like what the fuck? And you put them in water and then you don't know what their clothes are gonna look like until yeah. you put them in the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's and by the way, like they have some really weird names. Like, um I know one of them's like Bon Bon and <laughs> one is um oh my god, like Pixie Dust or something. Like they've got some weird ass oh, names. Some stripper names. <laughs> yeah. Mermaid I mean, Mermaid Blast. Mermaid Blast. And listen, we do support the strippers. We are very much all inclusive here. We are. And if you or you know somebody who's an adult baby. Yes. Listen, everybody. <laughs> we have some serious topics to bring up with all of you. Yeah. And we, we really do. need an adult baby. We do. We're, we need someone. We've been on the hunt since day one. We have been. And, you know, I'm like I'm just putting this out there. I know I have a sound and a tone that makes me sound like I'm not serious, but I am. Um, so I feel like that's the consensus, though, like. <laughs> From people who I speak to, they say that the three of us are so sarcastic. (laughs) And the way we handle these situations, though, the things we talk about are like, the way we do it, it's very tasteful. Well, I would hope so. That's what we strive to do. (laughs) I I mean, when we had um, Mr. Dark from the BDSM school, I mean, like, that was really informative and it was fun. Yeah. 
here at Bizarre Buffet, you know, we do, we like to have fun. Our personalities, we're all jaded. We're all bitter here, <laughs> yes, but, we at, are. but we are kind people and, you know, we are never out to make fun of anybody, but we make fun of ourselves and we have humoristic tendencies. So with that being said, um, we have been on the hunt, as Jen Wilson just said, um, for somebody who identifies um, as part of the ABDL community or a pet psychic. Um, yeah, one of the two. So if you're an adult baby or a pet psychic, please. Or if you're both. If you're both. Listen, we'll even go Sally, Jesse, Raphael style and like dub your voice over. Like, that's, yeah, we'll do whatever you want. Listen. Yeah. Um, we just have a lot of questions. Yeah, we do. And for some of you um, listening who might not have this reference, we did an episode on John Wayne Gacy, someone who mm-hmm. visited him on death row. Yeah. And we made sure to ask him ahead of time, are you comfortable with your name being present? He said, no, we did not use it. So we were very considerate. The end. It's very secretive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know. Confidentiality. He has a job that he has to go to. Well, speaking of confidentiality. Oh. I want to take this like kind of opposite of that. I want to. Okay. I have a question. Okay. And I just, I want to know, and I've been thinking about this a lot. um, What is the most ridiculous thing that you've ever seen on live TV? Like, I know for me, like, it's always whenever Kanye West, like, opens his mouth at, like, an award show because you never know what he's going to say. Yeah, Um, you're always waiting for a disaster. So, yeah, I just want to know, like, what is the thing that you've seen that's just, like, blown your mind? Mm. Well, I'll start because I know my answer, I think. Mm -hmm. I don't know if my mind was blown, but um, I remember a million years ago I was watching um, MTV and they were doing a live interview with Madonna. And this was like Madonna circa like probably like 1995. Kabbalah to like, Madonna? No, I think it was, it was pre. It was like bedtime, like bedtime stories. <laughs> oh, you know, like, your heart to, to me, baby. baby. I wanted to be part of it. Let's get unconscious. Yes. Let's get uncomfortable. Can I just say that Madonna as a person makes me feel very uncomfortable? I don't like her. (laughs) I love her stuff from the 80s. I mean, I I love her. You know that. I I do. I love the fact that, like, I think she's the only one who has reinvented herself so many times in that it's okay. Yeah. She's made it acceptable. Like, I feel like if anybody else was to go out and try to reinvent themselves as much as Madonna has, like, I don't think it would be as okay. I mean, could you imagine if, like, me or Jen or Mark, like, you know, just, like, tomorrow I wear, like, printed cowboy hats. And I'm going to wear, I'm going to bring back the juicy jumpsuit. Yeah. And I'm going to bring back the O-rings. Oh, the oh, O-rings. Yes. Oh, and the, and the bucket hats. Oh, I love a good bucket I, hat. I just don't go there. But um, judgmental. So, so like it was like an interview that like MTV was doing with Madonna and it was outdoors and she was like sitting on this like weird platform thing. And then all of a sudden, like someone from below was throwing like shit, not like fecal matter shit, but they were just like throwing shit at her. I think there was like a shoe or something. And it turns out that it was Courtney Love. And she was all like, "Eh, Courtney Love, I have no manners. 
and then, like Madonna was like, oh, somebody wants attention here. And then they brought Courtney Love up to meet with Madonna at the interview. And it was just really awkward. Wasn't that like, wasn't that during the VMAs? And it, didn't somebody so. like, didn't somebody actually vomit? I feel like there was like somebody who was getting interviewed and was drunk and like vomited. Really? Probably. So if anyone remembers that, Those please let fools. us know. Yeah, please write below. Um, below, as if I am an Instagram post. Please write below. Um, okay, the most shocking thing that I've seen on television. Um, Go take everything, take everything. Mm. Hi, I'm Alexis I, Myers, uh, <laughs> and how dare you say that I was wearing my six-inch Louis Vuitton heels. And a tweed that's, skirt. That's one of them. Oh God! <laughs> Sorry, Mark. I was just feeling the court, the spirit of Courtney Love. No, that's that's perfectly fine. Um, I think one of the most shocking things that I've seen on um, television is really any Jerry Springer episode, because here's my here's my thought. Okay, regardless of your perspective, right? Whether you think like I don't know they're paid actors or what have you, right? People are still willing to go on television. And if you are, you know, an actor in your town, wherever you live, and um, people are going to think that you slept with your sister. Yeah. And I'm like, like, which rock and roll, if that's what you want, I guess. But, you know. I, I feel like the people who write for Jerry Springer, like, also write for WWE wrestling. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, this is their moonlighting gig. This is like when uh, it's not on SAG. I remember when I was a kid and I was um, like, whenever I was homesick, you know, nothing good was on TV. And like, you would just like watch like daytime television and like, you know, all those talk shows, like mm -hmm. The View and stuff. And then like Jerry Springer and Judge Judy, Judy would come on. Oh. Yes, this well, is great. I know. That's why we're in love with this Pluto TV channel. That's free. This isn't a plug for you, Pluto. Not until I we get money from it. Um, but they have channels dedicated to like all of those TV shows that you would like stay home sick yeah. from school and watch. So the price is right. Oh. Uh, fucking and price is right. It's like what about the 70s super, era. What about supermarket yeah. sweeps? It's not on there, but oh, I wish it was. I think they're I doing a remake. They really? are. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm -hmm. But I, I feel like we've talked about this on one of our last Maybe. Episodes. This is now the Price is Right Supermarket Sweep <laughs> podcast. So, um, I guess we'll just jump into it. Well, what's what? yours? Oh, I thought oh, I yes, told she did. I told you. Kanye. Kanye, every oh. time he opens his mouth. My bad. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, if you want me to get really specific. Um, no, if you really want to know specifics, one of my favorite moments was it was after Hurricane Katrina and they did like one of those telethons. Okay. And you can you can find it on YouTube. It's Kanye West and Mike Myers, and they're standing side by side. And it's very clear that like Mike Myers is like reading a teleprompter, and Kanye West is like standing next to him and is like literally going off script. Oh. And Mike Myers is just like trying to hold it together. <laughs> and the last thing that Kanye West says in his like ridiculous rant is George W. Bush doesn't care about black people. Oh, I remember that. And then it cuts right to Chris Tucker and like the <laughs> face. Like, I don't think he was even prepared to like be filmed. <laughs> but it's, it's one of my favorite moments. If you ever want to watch it, just look up Kanye West, Hurricane Katrina, Mike Myers on YouTube. And wow. 
Remember when Ashley Simpson was on SNL and she got busted for lip syncing? And did the hoedown? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. That was a good one. There's some really good ones out there. But um, like, I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I wanted to talk tonight about um, this newscaster named Christine Chubbick. Um, and she was American. She was an American um, news reporter located in Sarasota, Florida, in the seventies, and she was the first um, ever to commit suicide on live television. How fucking wild! It was very wild, like especially for its time. Um, so she was a girl who, like, she had a very normal upbringing, like on mm. paper. You would think that she was, you know, she went to a good college. She got a great education. She did a lot of amazing internships. Um, she worked for multiple news channels. Um, and then she eventually gets hired down in Florida um, and was given this like talk show gig called the Sun Coast Digest, oh. which featured it was like very like bizarre buffet. It featured local people oh. and local activities, and like she would just like talk to people about you know the daily life down in Florida, like talking. Sounds about, fun. Yeah, I want a local access TV show. What? Bizarre buffet needs one. Um, and you know she also. You know, took her job very seriously. Um, and on occasion, she would, like, I guess, like, she volunteered at, like, a hospital. And she did, like, puppet shows. Mm -hmm. And she would incorporate, like, her puppets, like, into, like, the talk show. Like sock puppets? Yeah, like sock puppets. <laughs> oh. She got really into it. Wow. <laughs> I've got... I, I love a good passionate Songs sock. not like that creepy puppet from Mr. Rogers. Which one? Uh, my favorite one was Lady Elaine. Lady Elaine was the creepy oh, one. Oh, she was the oh best. She god. was so salty and yeah. so like red ass cheeks. Oh my god, Lady Elaine Fairchild. Fairchild. She was scary. But um related to Morgan. <laughs> Morgan Fairchild. Her sister. <laughs> I fucking love Lady Elaine. Like sometimes I, just I think thought you were gonna it. say I love Morgan Fairchild. <laughs> <laughs> On a daily basis, I'll sometimes be like, what would Lady Elaine do in this situation? Oh, I love that. Right? Yeah. Um, it's endearing. So, so she um, made these like puppets, right? Yeah. Okay. And she used to like volunteer at like hospitals um, and she would entertain children with oh. like, yeah, with um, different like intellectual mm. disabilities. Oh, okay. I have one. Right? <laughs> Just... And like, so she like did a lot of volunteer work. She was constantly like, she was a very social person. Mm-hmm. So she led a seemingly normal life. She had a really cool like, job. Yeah. She was on television. She volunteered for children who had varying disabilities and stuff. Right. Um, but apparently she was open with her family about her um, suicidal thoughts and um, depression. Okay. Um, I know she lived with her mother and she was like in her late 20s. Um but her mom like chose never to share, you know, her suicidal tendencies because she was afraid she would get fired from the okay. news channel. Yeah, and that's really that's very disappointing because unfortunately that's the type of thing where I think even in today's world, um, there's a stigma. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's you took the words out of my mouth. There's a stigma, <laughs> and people are still less inclined to you know make something come to light because. Mm -hmm. Also, I think there's still the fear of somebody maybe losing their job. Or I mean, you also have to remember, too, like, I think, you know, 
in her time, like that was also something that was like looked upon, like you were just instantly a weird person. Yeah. And it was kind of something that like people would like kind of turn their heads at. Yeah. It's like something you don't talk about. Yeah. If it exists, doesn't exist to mm-hmm. anybody but you. Yeah. Um, so, you know, she had friends. She was very friendly with like her coworkers and, um, on her 30th birthday, she, um, told her coworkers that she was a virgin. Oh, that's what um, you tell everyone. Yeah, that's oh. exactly what you tell everybody. But we're no. not virgin shaming here. We're no, um, no, no, but like she was, I guess she, she shared that she was a virgin and like, I think only went like, she never went on more than two dates with one man. Okay. Um, pure. Do you think, do you think like the two date thing, right? Do you think she was the one that called these dates off or were I don't the men? know. I just know that like her lack of intimate relationships, mm-hmm. like, cause I know like her mother has said that like her lack of intimate relationships was like a major driving force for her depression. Okay. All right. And that's, I feel like that's a pretty common thing. Oh yeah. So that's all right. Cause I think sometimes like, I think it's easy for people in a relationship. Like if they've been in really like toxic relationships after toxic relationships, like they become very self deprecating of themselves Yeah, and they never believe that they can ever be, you know, like valuable enough to deserve something or better or yeah. It's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. That is definitely a, a, a very real thing, though. You know, um, and then, like, something else that kind of, like, was also, like, a driving force, too, was apparently she had, like, an ovary removed. Okay. So, um, and was told by her doctor if she didn't get pregnant in three years, it would be unlikely that she'd ever be able to conceive. So, like, mm-hmm. imagine that you're 30 years old, you are a virgin, mm-hmm. and you also... Mm-hmm. Are pretty much told if you don't have a baby in three years, there's a chance that you probably won't have a baby at all. Oh, God. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot to take in. I just wonder where they got the three years from. I know people, I mean, I'm not going to talk for the infertility, you know, community, but I do know people who have been told by doctors in the past that, you know, if there's some sort of issues with your reproductive organs Mm -hmm. there's sometimes the possibility that you can't conceive okay so i'm assuming in her case that um you know whatever specialists that she had seen you know probably your gynecologist yeah the guy her specialist whatever vagina doctor she went to um oh oh, my vagina doctor is very handsy um anyway so uh, yeah i would just imagine that whatever you know tests that they had run on her um there was enough to tell like all right you know this and, is your time yeah. frame, most likely. Like, so the seventies was also a time where, kind of, as a woman, you were looked at to like pretty much get married and have a family. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't really see working women like her. Yeah. You know, and that was kind of you know, I feel like that's really awesome to be able to yeah. be a woman in the seventies and kind of go against the norm. Yeah, as they say. Absolutely. But you know, I'm sure there's like constant pressure to you know have a child and yeah like the typical societal pressures that are probably way more 
I mean, prevalent now, but way more then to where it's like, all right, well, now you have to overcompensate because you do have a career and you are a woman. So where are the kids? Where's the husband? Mm -hmm. Where's the rest of it now? You have to be like. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I mean, how cool is that, right? It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On with the show. Like everybody else. Yeah. Well, I would imagine that it must be so infuriating as a woman when people are like, so when are you having kids? And like for some people, they either don't want to have kids or they can't have kids. Yeah. So don't put everybody in your fucking box. I hate kids. Oh my God. I would never have a child. I just hate the people that like are like, well, when are you going to have a baby? Like, you know when I'm having a baby? Fucking whenever or never. Leave me alone. When there's no more, when there's no longer a pandemic. Yeah, when there's no longer babies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, I think when you have a lot of that type of trauma, that also leads to depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Um, she also, mm. like, um, according to her coworkers, she was somebody like when they would give her compliments, she was very. Def- she would get on the defense, like she'd be very defensive. Um, mm. You know, and when her coworkers would make friendly like gestures or compliments, like she was always, as her brother said, like super self-deprecating. Okay. Um, and something else was she had like a major crush on her coworker. His name was George Peter Ryan. He was another anchor on this news channel. Was he played by Dexter in the he movie? He was played by Michael C. Hall in the movie. Yes. He's Dexter. I'm sorry. Oh, Michael C. Hall. But he's so dreamy. I actually have like a weird crush on him. Oh. Um, Michael C. Hall. We know you're not listening, but if you were. <laughs> I love you. Jennifer loves you. I Hi, Dexter. You, I saw you on Broadway in Hedwig and the Angry Inch and you were amazing. Oh, oh you know, side, side note. Michael um, C. Hall or Michael Hall. Is the C necessary? Um, Side note, I wanted to see Lazarus, but I didn't. I wanted to see it too. I know. Well, because I don't think it... Didn't he perform it in London? uh, Didn't they do it in New York too? I think for like a limited time. Uh, Well, listen, and I'm not um, from the Broadway arena, um, but that's something that I just wanted to see because David Bowie was involved. That's all. Yep. <laughs> the soundtrack's really good. Um, but she had a crush on him. She, like, baked him a cake and for his birthday. God, I wish somebody Aww. baked me a cake um, in know, the she, past. Or... She sought out romantic attention from him and then came to learn that he was romantically involved with another news reporter from that channel. Mm. She could have killed her <laughs> I, I guess I, <laughs> Mark's getting a little I nervous be, I know not, I feel I feel for her I know I do too no I do I feel like I, I as a woman like I feel like you know I can definitely feel that pressure to have to like be somebody yeah and kind of you know fit into like this mold that you're expected to be like yeah, and I think it's it's a thing that it's kind of like it's so 
ingrained in a different way for women mm-hmm. um, to where as you know even when times change it's like and like how do you undo something that's been done for so long right you know you just don't wash the slate clean but and um they said that she was also like she had a very weird sense of humor i feel like she was probably very similar to us <laughs> i'm um, getting the vibe a little more like cynical and but, sarcastic yeah very cynical you mark you literally hit it on the nose um oh. yeah so i guess like a week before she did what she did she um like made a joke to the like nightly news editor that she brought a gun and she like joked about killing herself with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm sure she was probably serious, but like tried to make it off as a joke. Yeah. So the morning of, um, she told her coworkers that she had to read a newscast to open the Suncoast Digest, which is something that she never did. Okay. Um, and she covered three stories, like three national stories. Um, and one of them was about a local shooting um, oh. from a local restaurant in their town, mm-hmm. um, which apparently there was a jam, so they couldn't play the footage. So she had, apparently there was this footage of like this shooting. It was very violent. And then it was jammed, so they couldn't play it. So... Um, the next thing she did was she took, I guess, the gun and mm-hmm. said, in keeping with the Channel 40's policy in bringing you the latest in blood and guts and in living color, you are going to see another first and attempted suicide. Oh, my God. Yeah. So she drew the revolver and shot from behind her ear. Mm. and then they immediately like faded to black like they immediately faded to black um and somebody thought she was joking like people thought she was like it was like a sick prank but (laughs) so she shot herself in the head on live television she did her suicide and she had a paper it was like complete with her script Mm -hmm. and then a third person account was on there that was supposed to be read to whoever took over the broadcast Oh, oh wow. my god! But it, like she had it like really thought out. Holy so shit! Let's, let's backtrack a little bit. So you said that um, you know she, that she was doing like the new show um in Florida, and they wanted her to cover the story with like the shooting and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, now correct me if I'm wrong, but did she not want to cover things that were more so like? I feel like she did not want to cover things that were like salacious and about violence. And she wanted to kind of go in a different direction. Right. And so what was the direction that she would have preferred to have gone in? That I'm not entirely sure about. I know that um, she was also kind of very um, upset with the company because George, her crush, was getting moved, I think, out to Chicago. Oh. He was getting relocated, and his partner, like his girlfriend, was going with him. Mm. So there was a lot of... Uh... And she was upset that she wasn't asked to go because oh. she thought that George and her, that was quoted, had perfect chemistry. Oh, my God. Wow, I love a good obsession. I mean... <laughs> So do you think her suicide was um, a result of, like, say, like, clinical depression? Or do you think there was kind of like a... 
Um, personal motive behind it. I or both. think I, I personally believe it was kind of like that was the icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. Like I think mm. it was like things were spiraling out of control and it was like bomb after bomb after bomb was being dropped. And then mm. finally like that just took her over the edge. Yeah. And I mean, it, it sounds that way for sure because it's, it, just from all of the accounts of or what's on record, um, she had a lot of personal things happening before all of this and just the scenario where it was like, okay, the one thing that she had some sort of hope in being this guy right. who she worked with was like, oh, well, sorry. And yeah, I mean, I'm sure that was kind of like her last thing that was keeping her like, quote unquote sane. Yeah. I guess you well, could say. I feel like a lot of doors slammed in her face simultaneously because mm-hmm. number one, um, the guy that she had an interest in had no interest in her. So that's a door slammed in her face. Two, um, she wanted to get some sort of like promotion or movement within the company she worked for and let and get that job out in Chicago or get that job that he got instead. So that was another door or another letdown from her you know, her employer. And then third is that she was admitting that she's 30 year old woman who is a virgin who can't have children within, you know, she only has like two years left to have kids. So that's another door that's slamming in her, her face. So I just feel like, yeah, like you said, Jen, I think there's just like a lot of shit and bombs being thrown at her and she kind of couldn't, you know. And like, I think the thing that's always fascinated me about this story is like, how, why and how did you choose that that moment to mm-hmm. do it then and there? Yeah. I mean, that is a very big, like, I mean, and I don't mean this in, you know, making um, a good comment about this, but it's a very big move or thing to do. It's like, gutsy. Yeah, it's a very, it's very gutsy. It's a very gutsy move. And I don't mean right. that complimentary. No, like no one, sh- no one should ever do that. But or like, you know, someone who would throw themselves in front of a train. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just kind of like the show of it. Is there something like, do, do you, like, I always am curious, like when you're in the middle of the, the act, is there like, while you're doing it, you're like, oh shit, I shouldn't have done this. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of something that I've always thought about. Yeah. I mean, really. So with her doing it on television, on live TV, do you think she did that? Like, I feel like it was very intentional, right? This is all very calculated on her end. Do you think it could have been to spite the news? I think it was also station? to spite the news station. Yeah, she felt like she was fucked over. So she was like, well, if I do right. this, they're never going to be, you know. Uh, you know. Because she was very highly respected at her job. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of like fellow reporters would confide in her and come to her for, like, feedback or suggestions so it was Mm. kind of like i think she also felt like she was wronged over by the like by the news company yeah it was like in part her way of like getting back at them to make such a um such a i don't know what the word or words would be but Mm -hmm. such an example of uh, her discontent to do this what right. was, do you know the year that this happened? I believe it was 1975. Okay, so like mid-70s. So this was basically before VCRs, DVR. Correct. And all of that stuff. So 
anyone that witnessed this was either there in person or they were watching it in real time. And the footage has not been seen since. Yeah, I I read somewhere now because I've looked this up like once Jen brought up this amazing story. Thank you, Jen, um, that we that Mark and I had no awareness of. Um, you know, I, we did some research and I read one article that, um, basically I, I think the journalist was speaking to the wife of the man who owned the station Yes, and she said, um, that she had the footage that her husband before he died was like, make sure no one ever sees this, please. Be- right. You know? Um, and yeah, to Mark's point, I don't think. I, I don't think it was a time where it would have been recorded. No. And if it had been recorded, I think it would have been out by now. And there has, like, I know that there's confirmation that it still exists. Like, it's still out there mm-hmm. and it exists. Um, but it's been handed to, like, I guess a larger firm. Okay. For safekeeping. Okay. Because the owner of the station, his widow now has it. And yeah. You know, kind of to protect her as well. Yeah. Well, what I wonder is like, okay, so the the woman that has this footage, like, does she have like a film canister like locked in a closet somewhere, or like, I just well, she probably did until a certain time to when the movie came out, and they were like, you should probably um, hand this over, <laughs> and this put this in a safe deposit box or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so many people out there, you know. Like when I was younger, we had Rotten.com. I remember that. You know, anyone not familiar with that, it was like a website from like the late 90s to the early 2000s. And it would. You could find morgue photos. You could find everything. You would see like pictures of like people that were decapitated or celebrity morgue or just everything was, it was very Mm -hmm. gruesome. And um, it's no longer around. I don't know if they got sued or whatever, but I feel like a lot of people. You know, the video of um, or the footage of Christine Chubbuck committing suicide on TV would probably be like a holy grail of people that are yeah. looking for that sort of. Yeah. Thing. And and it's funny because that kind of that could be a whole uh, this could be a whole episode in and of it's itself. Enough. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but there was an article too, basically saying like the obsession with these things now, like for me, I'll I'll speak on behalf of myself. Would I want to see it? Yes, I would. I would too. And it's and the only I guess reason or the reason I mean I tell myself not because I'm some sort of twisted person, but maybe a little. But um, I I just want to see it because it's such a crazy story. It's kind of yeah. It's it, like you can't believe that somebody actually it, did that. Yeah, and it's I mean, kind of first of its. And I mean, I think for those of you who are interested and want to like learn more, there's a movie called Christine on Mm. Netflix. Um, Personally, I think it moved a little too slow. I was kind of like, let's let's get this over with. Yeah. Um, But it really I feel like it focuses more on her career as a news reporter than it Mm. does about her depression and what kind of. Yeah, they kind of mm-hmm. danced around. They danced the around topic. the the topic because you know, like with her like infertility issues and her dating issues. Yeah, they kind of like lightly skimmed. Yeah, the surface. Well, do you think it could be because there's not a lot of information about her? Probably, personal life? probably that there's not much. Yeah, available. So, 
And yeah. I think that's what makes this even more um, mysterious or unique is that it took place in a time when, yeah, there was, you know, media out there. There was television. There was right. broadcasting. But, you know, nothing could be technically really recorded unless it was on a film reel. Exactly. Yeah. If it happened today, it would circulate so quickly and everyone would figure out a way to get access to this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are crazy things that have been recorded since that, you know, have been released or that people have seen, you know, somewhere. I mean, I and I don't know if this was before or after, but I know there was a politician who shot himself. Um, oh. Yeah, but... I mean, uh, to me, that's not as fascinating because apparently he was a real piece of shit. Um, <laughs> I think he, um, I don't know, did he embezzle? Wasn't there like embezzlement? Yeah, there was something. Something, yeah. He was a slimy figure, I believe. Um, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I wonder if one was inspired by the other because yeah. that you can find footage of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, to wrap this up, like this is something that like when I first heard about this story, it was just like it kind of blew my mind. Like that somebody blow your mind and blow your mind. Now I think we should leave it. (laughs) Note to self, keep that. Sorry, Christine. I mean, I bet Christine Chubbick was cool as hell. I I think so. No, I really feel like I feel like she was really cool and down to earth, and it just really has blown my mind. As Mark laughs. I'm sorry. That something like this actually happened. Yeah. Because it's just so out of the norm. It is. It is very out of the norm. And just the context, like news reporter on TV, like it, it's a pretty wild, yeah. wild story. What I find really interesting and fascinating about this is what she said right before she shot herself. Yeah. I'm not clearly I'm not an advocate for suicide. I don't think anyone should do it. Um, but I just, I find that what she said to be so weird and dark. And I like the fact that it was almost, it was very bloodletting or maybe even like cathartic for her. Um, so I don't know, like that for me is the most interesting part of this really tragic story. It's a very powerful, um, message, you know, I mean, she was on a mission. Yeah. Clearly. And I mean, what a way to do it. I mean, go out with a bang, so to speak. They're like, shit's going down. Yeah, they're like, what? Shit's going down. Oh, God. But, um, you know, if anyone's sad, please talk to us. Send us a voice memo on Anchor. But, um, And, you know, if you are are affected by this, please do not hesitate to reach out to your local suicide hotline. That's right. And what's the phone number, Mark? It's 800-273-8255, and they're available 24 hours a day. All right. All right. Well, listen here, family. Gather around the fire. Hold on. <laughs> I have a let's, weird noise I'm going to make. Let's all hold hands and phones and yeah. follow us on yeah. our social media. Yes. So yes. We have an Instagram, which is Bizarre Buffet. That's right. Follow us, please. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of those platforms, yeah. please leave a review. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly on Apple. Please leave oh, a review. Just do it on Apple. Just do it on Apple, people. Listen, we love you all, but... Our voices run on electricity. It does. And we would, you know, I don't know. You get the point. 
Is that it, everybody? That's it. That concludes our episode of Bizarre Buffet. That Thank concludes you. it. My I'm, name. I'm Mark Bluestein. And my name is George Glass. And I'm uh, Jen Wilson, Toriello Mark. <laughs> and I'm Gonk. And also, <laughs> um, Calista Flockhart. <laughs> and Harrison Ford. Is she the one who's married to Harrison Ford? No. All right. <laughs> Dude, who the fuck is Calista Flockhart? If anybody knows who that is, contact us. <laughs> who's the one? Allie McBeal. Who the fuck is Allie McBeal? Oh, um, no. Calista Flockhart is Allie McBeal. No, uh, Harrison Ford is married to... Oh, God. Maybe he is married to Calista Flockhart. <laughs> anyway, this has been Bizarre Buffet.